Sandy Clough and Sean Trotar. Weekdays at 2 on Mile High Sports. We now know the Denver Nuggets will take on the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Home court advantage comes to the Nuggets. That will start on Thursday. Sean Drotar, Sandy Clough with you. Uh, Sandy, the Heat are the best possible matchup for the Nuggets at this stage. Although, if, if you were to mistake them for a pushover, there are plenty of teams now on vacation that thought that against the Heat as well. You don't take them lightly. But this is a very good matchup for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the concern that I have heard a little bit around town, and you, you were talking about it with me just before the show, is the rest. Uh, and I think people immediately flash back to the uh, Colorado Rockies back when they made their World Series run. Uh, it got cooled off by a long gap. Now, this is a little different because you're playing every day, more or less, in, in baseball. Uh, and that gap was unusually long. But this is an unusually long gap for the Nuggets, too. Is there reason to believe they will cool off or given the fact that you've had uh, a guy with a heavy workload in Nikola Jokic, a guy that has been dealing with some soreness times in, in Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray with the ACL injury the year before Michael Porter Jr.'s had three back surgeries. Would you rather have the rest or are you concerned that they've maybe cooled off a bit? Well, down at Ball Arena, even as we speak, Michael Malone is talking to the media and right. maybe uh, we'll get a little bit of an idea as to how he feels about that today, as opposed to previous occasions over the last week or so, uh, in which he has thrown that out there. And, you know, I the way I look at it is basically you have nine days uh, between games, three days of hard practice, three days of rest, and three days where you're kind of walking through uh, your conditioning, certainly, uh, during even the lighter practice days, but you're not going to become poorly conditioned in 10 days when you've been working for the last mm -hmm. 10 months and really year mm -hmm. round to get uh, into a position of uh, being uh, in shape. Right. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're yeah, not going to yeah, you're not get falling out. Of yeah, and this so, and, and he says that's, that's the big emphasis is on staying physically sharp and in shape, I don't think that's an issue. Mentally, I, I haven't heard him or anyone else express many reservations about going stale from a psychological point of view. And there is some precedent uh, for this in the last two decades in the NBA. Uh, the 2013 San Antonio Spurs swept their conference finals and eventually lost a seven-game series to the Miami Heat. A series they should have won. If you look back on the famous Ray Allen shot from the corner that uh, ended up uh, spelling defeat in game six when the Spurs were leading the series three games to two. And then after taking that gut punch, uh, San Antonio came out and played a rather competitive seventh game down in Miami. They lost, but it was not a blowout, as was the Heat victory over Boston last night uh, up in Boston. Two other examples, the 17 Golden State Warriors were off for 10 days, and they won over Cleveland in the NBA Finals. And 2019, the Warriors also swept and were beaten by the Toronto Raptors. So the, the history doesn't tell us all that much. Um, what, in point of fact, I think is uh, 
especially unusual about a team making its first trip ever to the NBA Finals is that said team is favored uh, according to uh, Bet MGM mm-hmm. as a minus four hundred. I mean, to win the NBA Finals. That's not to win a game. That's to win the whole thing. That's to win. Bet MGM minus four hundred. Miami is plus three hundred. The Nuggets are favored by eight and a half points by BetMGM for game one on Thursday night. Jokic is a minus 300 to be the finals MVP. Butler is next at plus 350, and Jamal Murray is plus 1,200. So it, 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 it is almost as likely that Jokic will be MVP as it is that the Nuggets will win the series. But if you're looking for sure bets, go with the Nuggets and Jokic as MVP of the NBA Finals in 2020. But you'll be ponying up for it, obviously, because, uh, you know, those are big numbers. And it's it's fascinating to go over to the NHL. Obviously, yes, where we, to, to win 400. Right. Uh, to, to, win a, to, to win 100. You have to bet 400. 400. I mean, uh, <laughs> look over to the Stanley Cup, for example, where you have a number one seed out of the West in Las Vegas, Las Vegas and you have a low Number seed, eight, eight seed. seed in the East, which from, is not from, unprecedented. By the way, Florida, just saying, in the Panthers, and the Knights are favored to win that series, a one over an eight. They're minus 130. Yeah. The, the, the uh, Nuggets the are, are considered three times more likely to win the finals. And, 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 and listen, it, I, I know in the NBA, uh, when you have the best player, it's a big advantage in a series. In the NHL, it's about the hot goaltender, and Florida has the hot goaltender. Right now, Vegas had the better team all year long, but yeah, so did Boston. You know, whoops. Listen, uh, the Bruins lost to that same Florida team mm-hmm. after after Florida spotted them a three one lead in games, and they came back to win. They have the hot goaltender in Bobrovsky. I think there's no doubt that he's the hottest goaltender right now in the playoffs. He wasn't even the starting goaltender when right. the playoffs began. That's how things can change in hockey based on having a hot goaltender and also, by the way, having the best player by far in the playoffs so far, and that's been Matthew Kachuk, who scored every big goal you can conceivably score. He's been kind of the Joe Sackick uh, 1996 equivalent or even 2001 equivalent uh, for the Florida uh, group in these playoffs. Uh, But, yes, uh, the Miami Heat, Florida Panthers are practically neighbors, and it's interesting that uh, both are in the finals. Uh, one, a slight underdog. Uh, in fact, I'd pick Florida to win that series. And the other, a decided underdog, a prohibitive underdog. Uh, and you, you can't get to be much more of an underdog than Miami is no, in this series against Denver, especially when you consider the recent history. This is the sixth time under the direction of Coach Eric Spolstra in 15 years that the Miami Heat have been in the NBA Finals. The Nuggets have never been They were a game away from it last year. 47 years. Right, the Heat were a game away last year. And Jimmy Butler missed a three-point shot that he could have made. It wasn't a fling. And they lost to Boston. And Jimmy Butler, one year ago yesterday, Mm -hmm. on the same day that the Heat lost to the Celtics in 2022, They won in 2023, but after the game in 2022, Jimmy Butler said, quote, unquote, we will be back in this spot again next year and we will get it done. They played the clip last night 
and Ernie Johnson, who did a fantastic job in post-game ceremonies that sometimes are a little awkward, especially <laughs> with people fleeing the building. Having to keep your mind with people. With their backs the, turned. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of, you know. Oh, trophies are named We know no someone. one's in uh, paying attention here in the building, except for a few scattered Heat fans. But here goes. And he, he did a wonderful job interviewing uh, everyone, but particularly I thought Jimmy Butler, and that was the first question he asked Butler, how did you know a year ago that you would be back in this same spot and you would get it done this time? And he said, because I have great teammates. And it again becomes clear that while on paper this may not be the best team Jimmy Butler has ever played on, or even the best Miami Heat team Jimmy Butler has ever played on, Jimmy Butler loves his teammates more than he has ever loved any of his teammates in Chicago, Minnesota, or Philadelphia, including Joel Embiid, by the way. It is. He did not like Joel Embiid, felt that Joel Embiid uh, was a dog in big games, and much prefers the atmosphere with four undrafted players as part of the Miami eight-man rotation at the present time, including Caleb Martin, who I think should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think Jimmy Butler would agree that Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. So this is a team to be respected, but you're right about the matchup. It couldn't be much better better. for Denver. In fact, the only matchup that I wonder about, and even there the Nuggets have options, is who's going to play Caleb Martin, who's 6'5", and plays as if he's 6'9". Right. And that there are... There are a lot of ways the to do it. The strength of a forward and the shooting touch of a guard. And we'll talk about that, of course, over the uh, the course of this program and, of course, over the course of the next couple of days because, yeah, there are a lot of different ways to look at it and there are matchup uh, things that will be difficult, but the matchups greatly favor. I mean, in the end, the best player in the world is Nikola Jokic. Yes. And judging by the way he finished the series, Bam Adebayo is going to have a extraordinarily difficult lots of help. Yeah, so in the end, you start from the top down, and the matchups heavily favor Denver. But, I mean, to get an idea of how much this goes across, uh, the betting world is kind of informative in that. You know, they first obviously remember when first set up lines, you set up lines in the in the guess of what you think is more likely to happen. So your initial line is kind of what your odds maker think is more likely to happen. And then it alters very rapidly based on trying to make sure the numbers are 50-50 on each side, and that way the house wins. But, you brought up the numbers from BetMGM, other numbers from BetMGM today. The eight possible outcomes in this series, right? Heat win in four, Heat win in five, Heat win in six, Heat win in seven. Nuggets win in four, Nuggets win in five, Nuggets win in six, Nuggets win in seven. Forty, there's eight, eight options. 41% as of mid-morning today, 41% of the bets were on one result of those eight. That's obviously a, a huge number. Do you know what that result was on? The Nuggets sweeping 41%. Not even Nuggets in five. 41% 41%. of the voting on Nuggets in four. I mean, it it shows you how incredibly prohibitive a favorite they are, the way they have played, the opponents they have played. And it's funny, you'll see some people look at it, and I've seen it a little bit. Well, they played an eight seed in Minnesota, then a four seed in the Suns, then a seven in the Lakers. Now they're going to play eight seed in the Heat. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Look at it. That's any way you want to look at it. I'll also look at it saying you faced two number one overall selections. In Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, you 
a, a three or four time, and I can't remember off the top of my head, defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. That's in your first round, plus your former GM. Two, then you take on the league's darling, the Super Team Suns, with a first bout Hall of Famer in Kevin Durant. Uh, Chris Paul got hurt, but another first bout Hall of Famer. And, of course, uh, Devin Booker, one of the rising elite stars of the game. Then you Let take on you two Hall of Famers in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Put away the seeds. National media is going to actually have to start doing some work in the next couple of days. Here. You know that in 1999, it was a lockout shortened season. They played 50 games. Mm-hmm. And that was the only other time an eight seed made the NBA Finals. That was the New York Knickerbockers, right. who barely made the playoffs that year. Coach Jeff Van Gundy at the time is now commentator Jeff Van Gundy. will be working the NBA Finals this year, uh, along with Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. And other than Phil Jackson, who said this for different reasons, who wanted to put an asterisk apart or alongside the San Antonio Spurs name in the record books as NBA champions in 1999. Who wanted to put an asterisk by it? And Phil Jackson's reasoning was, well, they did it in a 50-game season, so there should be an asterisk. Everybody played 50 games, no, though, right? Yeah, Just checking. No, nobody. No, <laughs> nobody took that terribly that. seriously. But if you're applying that logic to the Nuggets situation, then – if the Nuggets get an asterisk, then I guess San Antonio in 1999 should get an asterisk, too. It's it, it's like it used to be when uh, the golf majors included the PGA, which is still a mm-hmm. golf major, yep. but they, they found better sites and tougher courses, or they've set up courses a lot tougher. But it used to be that the Masters and the U.S. Open and the British Open were still distinctly and the US amateur more prestigious than the PGA was. And and not that I'm not talking about the days when it was match play either. I'm I'm talking about 25, 30 years ago. And somebody, when that point was brought up probably from the PGA of America, said, uh, gee, do you think Jack Nicholas is going to give back his five PGA titles? and go down in the record books as having won only 13, or if you include U.S. amateurs, 15, mm-hmm. instead of 20 or 18? You, th- you think he's – that now that we've decided the P.J. really isn't yeah. a major – Your name's still on the trophy, right? Uh, it, it, doesn't, like, vanish. He, he, that was counted among the 18 majors yes, was, he won professionally. Because it, it was considered a major at the time. It was considered a major. Yes. Uh, and, 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 yes, it, it's less distinguished an event – and and may still be today, but I, I think the margin has closed. And certainly uh, CBS, which reveres the Masters and has had Masters contracts, uh, you know, it used to be a succession of one-year <laughs> deals yeah. just in case CBS stepped out of line. Well, the Masters could CBS move on. has built it into but, what it is. But, but yeah. CBS has kind of built the Masters into being into the tournament, the right. tournament, even though it's an invitational uh, with a very small field. Uh, the U.S. Open and the British Open still have their supporters. But more and more, I think the PGA, certainly CBS covers the PGA with just as much seriousness, maybe not the reverence, but just as much seriousness as they do covering the Masters. I don't believe in cheese champions. Um, I, 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 in an individual sport or a team sport, I don't believe in it. it you beat the people who are in front of you. Uh, you beat the teams who are in front of you. You have to win 16 games. 
to win the NBA Finals. I mean, 16 games. There's no asterisk. There's no. George Carl has said it. Every 10 years, there emerges a champion that really gets breaks. And I would agree with that. I would also say that the Nuggets have been on the other end yeah, the of those are- bad breaks uh, for various oh. reasons a- at least three times. 1978, 1985, when they literally had Alex English sustain a broken thumb in game four of the Western Conference Finals when they were down only two games to one to the Lakers and Alex was going crazy at 28 points in the first half, early third quarter. Kareem threw an elbow, broke Alex's thumb, which was already damaged. And the Nuggets, obviously, at that point were done, although they almost won game four anyway. My opinion is that they still probably would have lost that series, but it would have gone six or maybe seven games had Alex not sustained a broken thumb. And we're talking about, uh, you know, Calvin Natt, whose knees were deteriorating rapidly at that point in the 84-85 season. Um, uh, Fat Lever had been hurt in the playoffs during that year and wasn't playing at full capacity. Um, 1988, the Nuggets had injuries to Lieber and Jay Vincent when they were about to beat Dallas, and no less an authority than Chick Hearn said they would have beaten the eventual world champion Los Angeles Lakers had the two teams played. And the Nuggets, I think, would have beaten the bad boy Pistons, uh, who lost to the Lakers in 1988 in the NBA Finals because the Nuggets had put 150 on the supposed bad boys in Detroit earlier that season. You know, the team renowned for great defense. The Nuggets took them apart on their home floor in 1988. 88 was a year like 2023 where things opened up, but it turned out they opened up for the Lakers, and the Lakers became, I think, almost 19 years. The first team went back-to-back as a result. And, uh, you know, I I thought in 2013 – when Danilo Gallinari got hurt, I thought right. the Nuggets had the best team in the league. They did, I did too, and I, I I think they had the chance there. So they've been, they've been on their end of bad luck. But the funny thing is, I'm not really sure that the narrative that, oh, they've had good luck actually exists here. Uh, they they had what, I it's easy to forget, when these series, this series now where the Nuggets are prohibitive, almost hilarious, almost unprecedented favorite. They were underdogs against the Lakers when the series started. They were underdogs against the Suns when the series started. Tell me again how their road's been easy. Yeah. Well, they've made it look easy. Right. And it's not surprising. Getting to the last two series, they were underdogs. We, we've picked them almost to the exact game in all three series. Uh, you know, I had them in five over Minnesota. They won the series in five. Uh, I think you had a similar uh, prediction. Mm-hmm. I had them beating Phoenix in seven. They beat them in six. I had them beating the Lakers uh, in... Six. I had it six. And it yeah. was five. In, or it was four game sweep mm-hmm. instead. And four game sweeps are hard to pick, although I a might, bunch of people are picking I'm four game sweeps. I'm to pick it now. In the finals. But, yeah. the, you know, the, the Heat can say also that they've been underdogs in every round, including the first round. The Nuggets were heavily favored, of course, over Minnesota. But I would also ask people who are thinking that the Nuggets are backing into something. You can get breaks, but earn something just the same. Which conference do you think has been more impressive overall in the playoffs, West or East? 
Well, I'm not sure it's been much different, but I'm, oh, I think it it's might been be markedly different. It might be. I don't the think West. it's even close. It's it's the West by a country mile. The West has its one seed in the finals. The East has its eighth seed. <laughs> kind of says it right there. But who was clearly the better combination of teams, East or West, during the regular season? By far. The East was the East. better. By conference. far. Sure. By far. So it's flipped in the playoffs. I can't remember that happening before. Maybe somebody can uh, remind me of a year I'm forgetting about, but <laughs> the Nuggets have had a tougher path because the Western Conference teams have been better than the Eastern Conference teams. Um, with the exception of Miami, I'll take the Lakers and Phoenix over anybody in the East. I, I think if you were to put the Lakers against this Heat team, they'd be favored. The Suns over this team, they'd be favored. I think they would be. Yep. Want to know what you think? The call and text line is 303 They'd also both be Boston, by the way. They Both don't. the Lakers and the Suns would beat Boston in a best of seven. They don't even need to. 303-831-1340 is the call and text number one. I don't know what you think as well. We're going to break down more of the Heat Nuggets NBA Finals next on My Life Sports. What is that beautiful house? You might ask yourself, where does that highway go to? And you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, Sandy Clough and Sean Trotar, presented by Burnham Law. Hire the winner at BurnhamLaw.com. Here's Sean and Sandy. Now make no mistake, the Miami Heat have very quietly been a very good team. In For the a last, very long time. And in the last few years especially. But they're obviously the Eastern Conference champs now. They missed it by one game last year. Remember in the bubble where the Nuggets got as close as they've ever been? The Lakers went on and beat the Miami Heat. Yes. Who were there as well. The right. Heat the Heat have been just hovering around the championship <laughs> and not being able to crack through in the last couple of years. Eric Spolstra, uh, here you go. Spolstra started with the Heat back in 95 as a video coordinator. Yep. Since then, 812 career wins, three championships, two as the head coach, seven uh, titles for the East and NBA Finals appearances. And he's not uh, 75 years old. Well, listen, uh, Steve Kerr's Golden State Warriors, I misspoke this morning. I said they'd gone to five um, NBA Finals. Actually, it was six because mm-hmm. they lost to Cleveland in 16 and Toronto, Toronto. in 19, and they've won four, including uh, the championship a year ago. But no other team has gone to six NBA Finals in the last 15 years uh, other than Miami and Golden State. Those are the, those are the two. And, of course, Popovich uh, established uh, – a very impressive record from 1999 through 2014 with all the championships that they won in 99, 03, 05, 07, and 14, and they should have won in 13. Uh, they got a little unlucky at the end. Uh, game six, they, they had a 3-2 lead in the finals against Eric Spolster's Miami Heat. But that gave Eric Spolster a second title. Uh, he's been in the finals and lost three times uh, to the Lakers in the bubble, uh, to Dallas in 2011, and then, of course, the Spurs in 2014, which I believe was a four-game sweep, and that was the, the Spurs at the height of their powers, uh, with Kawhi Leonard by that time emerging as their best player and really outplaying uh, LeBron in the finals in, in 2014. He he was the best player on the floor in all of those games. Um, it, this This coach is 
exceptional. And I think more than most any coach that I can think of in the game today, he not only doesn't take confidence away from players, he gives them confidence. I think Jimmy Butler gives his teammates confidence because he has said so often that he believes in them and clearly trusts them. Look at the actions of six assists last night. Look at how unselfish they are as a team. And again, this is a team without a pure orchestrator. Uh, I guess Lowry would be, but he's 37 years old and comes off the bench now and his minutes are usually limited to about half the game. And that's largely because Hero's out. He played less if if Hero were healthy. But look at the assists they had last night. Butler had six. Martin had three. Adebayo had seven. Vincent had four. And Lowry had five in 24 minutes. So they are certainly among the more unselfish Teams. I mean, they dissected the Celtics right? as, as simply put. And you, I think, They Sandy, had 26 assists last night for a team that is not known for its offense. You hit it on the head last night, or last week, when you talked about the Celtics being played, played sort of in, I believe the term you used, AAU style. And you're exactly right. So I, I kind of watched them ever since that comment that you made, and I, I see what you were getting at, is you have a bunch of guys who just go pile up some stats. They go get theirs. And by the end of the game, you just look up at the scoreboard and presume we scored more than they did. It's and, why and that's they're the way so Boston vulnerable in clutch situations. They don't really have an offense no. to fall Everyone, back on. I'm open. I'll take it. That's and, basically what they know, do. People or used if to you're Jalen Brown, for example, eh, maybe you're not open. You'll still take it. People used to say the passing game wasn't a real offense, but yeah, it was. Of course it is. And the Nuggets ran it better than anybody else. And you know what? The Nuggets run it now. It's not a five-man passing game, but uh, I, I look at everything that uh, – Murray and Jokic do, and that's the passing game. When Murray talks about we hit, we cut, we pass, and we move, that's the passing game. And it occasionally includes more than just those two, but those two play it more than the Boston Celtics do. The the Celtics give lip service to playing the passing game. They just play hero ball. They really don't. They just play hero hero ball. ball. That's what Shaq called it last night. He's exactly right. It's hero ball. It's AAU ball. I'll get mine, and then maybe you can get yours. And the ball doesn't move. The ball sticks. And you have two guys, your best players, Tatum and Brown, especially with Brown, but also with Tatum to an extent. Every time they dribble left, you're waiting for the inevitable turnover. Brown's case, in particular. Brown, I mean, Brown in particular. Tatum got hurt Tatum, you know, early Tatum in the too. game. And now, Tatum, I won't, I, I won't say that last night, was all on Tatum or mostly on Tatum. He played hurt. He because got it out. That was a legitimate twi- he, role. He came down on uh, Vincent's foot. You could tell it hurt him all night. First possession of the right. game. And you thought there for a minute he seemed to be shaking it off, but it really bothered him as the game went on more and more. I thought it was odd that they took him out right after that because I would think a sprain like that would stiffen up. And I was surprised they pulled him so quickly. I, I, I just let him keep playing. He clearly was prepared to play, but he was affected by it. There, there's no doubt about that. But there was nothing wrong with Brown, except he turned the ball over eight times. And he just <laughs> popped up every three I possible. Mean, Look, I, the, the best player fi- last night finished, for the Celtics he again. He finished the game with five assists, the best but he had eight for turnovers. The Celtics again was Derek White. It was. It again. Was. And the only player who really put up a fight last night, and again, I exempted him because he was playing injured. 
And Derek just White did the right. Instead of but just Derek jacking White up threes, fighting. decided I will do what you should do when you're not hitting right. threes. Take it to the Better rack. And He's he the only guy that did. 18 relatively efficient points scored in, what, 36 minutes. Right. Pretty good. Five for 12, and, a little and under. But good yeah. enough if Tatum but and Brown did. had done their parts, and they didn't this? for different reasons, but Boston would have been at least in the game. But Boston how? in close games in the last five minutes is mm-hmm. not good. Really Miami took advantage of that. The difference with the Nuggets is the Nuggets are about as good a five-point team as is in the league in the last five minutes. Five points up, five points down. They're about as good a bet to win as any team in the league. And they have been for quite a few years. Yeah. That's been a feature of Jokic and Murray when, when he's been healthy. But it's also uh, a fact that the Nuggets have a core group of four guys, really, who have played together for several years now. Right off and on together in Gordon, Porter, and obviously Jokic. I mean, if you want something that's going to tell you when there's last four minutes left in the game or in the situations you're talking about, you know, it gets into clutch. You're looking at really one thing. Ball security. You can't afford the turnovers. Uh, last night, uh, the Celtics had 18 assists to 15 turnovers. That's atrocious. The Nuggets are actually, uh, depending on the metric you like, any way you slice that they were top three all year in that situation late in the game. But you look at Boston and Derek White last night, Six for seven from the free throw line. Jason Tatum, three for four from the free throw line. Jalen Brown, two for two from the free throw line. Nobody else even got one. Sandy, the entire... They shot 42 threes Derek and 13 White free had more free throws than the rest of the Boston Celtics roster. Yeah. That is a yeah. selfish game in the most obvious way you've ever seen oh, one right. played. And, and even the and Celtics the don't admitted play after way. the game... It, various players said this, uh, particularly Brown. Um, it, tried to do it myself, and that was a mistake. The only well, guy that wasn't out there was Al Horford. Who was, Al Horford and Derek White played a team game. Everyone else uh, did their yeah. own thing. Well, that's kind of their that's deal. That's kind of their deal, right. That's exactly. kind of their deal. And uh, Marcus Smart is certainly not a, a classic point guard. Uh, no, he's a scorer. And uh, last night he had four assists, a couple of turnovers, and for Boston that was really good. There, there were – Major portions of the game in which Boston had more turnovers than assists, which is almost unheard of at this level of NBA basketball. Yeah, we're in the final three teams yeah, left. I mean, it's it's got to be two to one at least, right? The ratio. And Boston actually barely got at halftime had seven turnovers right. and fewer than seven assists. They were 17 for 44 from the field. It didn't get much better in the second half. And they were four for 21 from three-point land. In the second they half, didn't even they get were to 20 five points. for 21, so they did get better. They didn't even get to 20 points in two of the quarters. First and fourth quarter, you didn't even get to 20. Right. I mean, well, that, fourth quarter was garbage time, but no. yes. Uh, first garbage quarter, time's usually when you get the easy bucket. Four, four square. I, but they're playing with. They gave up the ghost. It was poor. They gave up. It they was, understood. They gave up. It was, no, no. It was, it was it about was, six it was minutes unwinnable. left, and then they unwin- just gave it up. It was unwinnable once late in third quarter when it was a seven-point game. Caleb Martin hit that three-pointer, take it back up to double digits. Yeah. And point, I don't think it got below, below 10 after that. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, and and they won by 19. So, you know, it's it's a team to be respected, uh, but, but hardly a team to be feared. And in this case, uh, I think if you're looking at matchups, uh, they all favor Denver. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because the Nuggets have – 
any number of guys who could conceivably guard Caleb Martin, but he he's going to be, I think, with his offense, a tough matchup. Well, you for them now. In, you were it is conceivable. You could go with Murray on him, but I don't know if you want Murray chasing Martin around. You could go with Aaron Gordon on him, but you probably want Gordon on Butler. Um, you could go with Bruce Brown, which I think would be the best matchup uh, because there's virtually no Similar, height difference. Yeah, and right. uh, Bruce Brown has a longer wingspan and is noted for his defense and would do a job. And even Caldwell Pope, I think, could mm-hmm. do I agree. at whatever he is, six five or so, a, a, a reasonable job. So they have options and maybe that's the answer. You give him different looks. You have yep. different people guarding him. It's not one guy and one guy only. It's different guys. But every other matchup, they've got multiple people who can guard Butler. Uh, Adebayo is not a big offensive I mean, I threat find Butler a anyway. much more dangerous threat. Uh, Vincent than, and Struis. Martin's played nicely, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Martin, Butler has to be a priority, not Martin. Well, yeah, but Martin was the best player. I, Last I night think he was. Martin is the most dangerous player on their team right now. Interesting. He's the guy who's come out of nowhere, and he's been both efficient and clutch. Uh, they they obviously count on him. Butler treats him as a co-equal, absolutely as a co-equal. And, you know, they, they, they haven't been starting him for all that many games. And – I think a lot of it has to do with the injuries, and I, I think Kevin Love is hurt. Well, and Boston didn't too. guard him. So Boston obviously was well, collapsing on Butler. Didn't worry too much I, about it. I don't Martin. know. I mean, I think he he exposed Boston, though, mm-hmm. because they, they had Brown and Tatum guarding other people. And when Tatum, for example, tried to guard Martin, he failed completely. And Martin was great in game six, too. Caleb almost, Martin in this series almost won him the game in the series against Boston on two point shots, seventy two point one percent shooting for Caleb Martin. I, I'm telling you, I, and I I was talking about seventy two when I watched Miami earlier in the playoffs, and now he wasn't quite as noticeable as he has become, uh, particularly in this last series. But he was a major factor for Miami against Milwaukee, mm-hmm. more so against the Knicks, more so against the Celtics, and I think if there's anybody who's a headache, I think you can make Butler do what he did last night. If he's going to score 28 points, make him take 28 shots. That was the deal last night. But Martin can score 25 or more without taking even 20 shots, and that was an an example last night. He had 26. He didn't take 20 shots from the field. He had 10 rebounds. He's uh, 6'5". He's as good a rebounder as they've got at the present time. Adebayo is probably going to average a few more over the course of a series, but last night both had 10 rebounds. And listen, Adebayo was fine, but Martin was the best player on the floor from the opening tip. You know, I know Boston got out ahead 9-4, so maybe for the first two or three minutes he wasn't. But for the last 45, he sure was. Well, the Heat got their win when they needed it. They will now face off against the Nuggets. If you are hurt in any sort of uh, injury, an accident, you need a winner. And you need to talk to our friends at Burnham Law. That's BurnhamLaw.com, the 
800-700-7001. Phone number, hire the winner. Their personal injuries attorneys have years of experience fighting for all of their clients. And when you're injured, they'll push for you to get the maximum recovery, whether that's by settlement or by trial. Don't hire someone off a billboard. They have locations all over the front range, Fort Collins, Boulder, Westminster, Cherry Creek, the DTC, Colorado Springs, even up north in Cheyenne. They fight for you and they get the win. So when you're injured, when you're seriously hurt, don't find someone off a billboard. Don't find someone off a TV. Get someone with a winning track record. That's our friends at Burnham Law. BurnhamLaw.com, 720-845-7001. Well, how do the Nuggets then defend against the Heat? Let's let's flip it a little bit. How do the Heat defend against the Nuggets? We'll talk about that <laughs> next on Mile Sports. This is Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar on Mile High Sports. Sandy, going back to 2019, the last 10 games the Nuggets and the Miami Heat have played, Denver has won nine of them. They have not lost to the Heat since August of 2020. The zone defense... And that was a bubble game. Yes, the zone, the zone defense that... Miami played so well against Boston, works against teams that don't play good team games, like Boston. Right. Guys that play iso ball. Right. However, in the regular season, the most efficient offense in the entire league against the zone belonged to the Denver Nuggets. In the playoffs, do you know where they ranked? Also number one. This is unquestionably the best team in the league against the zone defense. Now, I know that Spolstra and company... It's a, it's a small sample They will size, throw something they different. They, they won't play nearly as much well, zone as they did against Well, it's a small sample size Boston. in the playoffs, but isn't there in the regular season where the Nuggets no, were clearly I, the I, best? I under, well, yeah, but I think other teams know that, and the Nuggets don't see a lot of zone because teams know Jokic they'll eat tear it up. Jokic will tear it up. It's, yeah. it, it's like, uh, you know, blitzing a great quarterback and playing zone behind it, let's say, which yeah. happens now in the NFL. Didn't used to happen 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. If you blitz, you cover zero you were, blitz. You were and cover hope. zero. Uh, <laughs> you were man-to-man. I mean, that was it. Um, now teams will play zone behind it, but a Peyton Manning uh, would pick that apart. Patrick a Tom Mahomes. Brady would pick that apart. A Patrick Mahomes would pick that apart. So it's senseless to blitz uh, most of these great, uh, elite quarterbacks. You didn't want to blitz Elway because he'd make you pay with his legs as often as you would with his arm and his quick release and so on. Uh, Namath, you didn't want to blitz because of the quick release and and his ability to read defense. But Jokic is, the, Jokic is that so, guy. But Jokic is that guy. And yes, he will occasionally throw a pass that even for Jokic is too difficult to complete, but he's not like Brown and Tatum who, who are dribbling the ball off their feet and uh, throwing the ball into areas that are completely unoccupied, uh, misreading completely uh, the defense and the movement of their teammates. Jokic doesn't turn the ball over as often. And when he does, uh, they they tend to be plays in which, considering the circumstances of the game, he can afford to take a risk. You know, you don't find yourself even – as often as you might have four or five years ago with Jokic, 
putting your two hands up to your head and saying, what, what was he thinking about in this situation? Right. And with Tatum and Brown, you do that all the time. Mm-hmm. At the end of close games, they make the same mistakes. They're even at times more careless. Jokic in, in the clutch so rarely is, makes an error. is almost error. completely unable to make a mistake. He's, he's just not wired that way. He, he senses both uh, on-court coverages and circumstances in a game, and that's why I say if you take the whole package of playing with the ball, without the ball, uh, as a leader on the fast break, uh, as a finisher, as an outlet passer, I mean, every aspect of the game, save for maybe shot blocking, he's elite. And that's why I say he's the best basketball player yeah. I've ever seen Everything in that shot block respect. Not the most spectacular, not the most dynamic, not the most competitive, but for a purist, you look at the various aspects of the game, you tell me where he's fundamentally deficient. There, there, there isn't any part of the game in which he is fundamentally deficient, and he's even guarding pick and roll better now than he used to. He's improved mm-hmm. his defense, which was the only area – in which you could find fault uh, at times during his MVP years. But otherwise, there was no fault to find in his game in any of the last three seasons, to be sure. The challenge for Miami, of course, is you know flipping this defense, right? So, Adebayo is the only guy that has the size that can even remotely challenge Jokic, and he's going to be in for a long trip. That's going to be difficult. Uh, the, the problem is, is, as talented as Adebayo is, and I like him, I, I do think that as the playoffs has gone along, as the only guy with size on their team, I think he is wearing down. I think sure. that's shown. I think Butler's He's missing. Down, I think, yep. I think uh, Adebayo missing so many little bunnies. Uh, yep. It shows that you know, the legs aren't there. They are tired. The Nuggets are rested. Uh, it's going to be a bad matchup for Adebayo anyway. And any and anytime they bring someone over for a double, you're playing right into Jokic's hands. So not a good fit there. The, the next only step, game in the playoffs that the Nuggets lost that, that really stung because Jokic was brilliant with the 53 points. What's that 53-point game? And I think in that game, if I'm not mistaken, he had six rebounds and six assists, which next to the 53 points is, is spectacular, of course. But if you're going to do anything, make him a score. And when you double-team him, you're making him a passer. Right. And a score. Because he can beat the double-team and score. But then you get these 30-point, 15 rebound, 13, 14 assists kind of games. Are and being... you can't beat the Nuggets that way. So here's if you where make I think it's him Sandy. into just a score, right. you might have a chance. And that's what teams have been doing. And, and what we've seen is teams are now trying, for the most part, to avoid double-teaming Jokic for that exact reason. Right. And th- that is a legitimate strategy. The problem is, will it work? Because... Jokic now, as he's sort of become the league's apex predator, understands, oh, okay, you're just going to leave me within three feet of the basket? Well, I'll just give these little baby hooks and layups and shuffles and whatever you want. I'll take them all day. Little floating teardrops, whatever you want. So, quite frankly, you're talking about a guy that at certain times, great players, Hall of Fame players, become essentially unguardable. Jokic has reached that level where he is unguardable. You have to simply build around the understanding that 
you will not be able to stop him from either scoring 30 points or getting 30 rebounds and assists in some level. It's a pick your poison. You won't stop it. And that will be one of the challenges. So the next step is then you go to Murray. Now, who guards Murray? If you're Eric Spolster, how do you put that together? What are you planning on doing? Well, uh, I don't think you necessarily put Jimmy Butler on Murray, but maybe you do. And if, some of the time. Some of the time. Maybe not all the time. And, and I don't know if Gabe Vincent is going to be a great No. I don't fit. think it'd be Vincent in any case, to be honest. So I, I, I think, think it'd be Struess. I mean, I think it'd be Butler a little bit. Um, the Heat fans are uh, wishing but, they had Victor Oladipo, but, but they, they don't. They're not like the Nuggets. They're not like the Nuggets. They don't have a lot of options in terms of guarding Jokic no. or Murray. The Nuggets have options in guarding Butler, in guarding Martin, with different people. I don't think you fear Vincent and Struess as scores. Uh, Robinson is a is a guy that you need to chase off the three point line. Yeah. And it's an, it's he an Austin, moves pretty it's an Austin well Reeves without situation. the ball, so it's a little like Austin Not Reeves. Not quite as sharp a scorer, maybe, but he's good. Right. Maybe maybe a Bruce Brown goes on him, but Bruce Brown can go on Butler, too. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown can go on Caleb, Caleb Martin. Martin. And, and this is can when, be on this Butler is and where I think you'll have a lot of uh, cross matches uh, in this series, and it will be easy. Uh, the Nuggets really don't play a lot of one-on-one uh, you know, the way the Celtics do. So I I actually think that makes them more dangerous. And I think Porter and Gordon will have opportunities the, on offense. Each of them will have opportunities even against games. the Lakers, maybe they didn't have. Yes. Because they, they, there's no size on defense. There's no size on the Heat. They don't, they don't have a LeBron, the Heat. They don't have somebody with size and strength and sufficient mobility to be able to guard uh, guards. And even by the end of the series, LeBron on Murray was a mismatch that favored the Nuggets. By, by the end of the series. Now, LeBron still did his deal on offense, yeah. at least for the first half of game four. But defensively... He was 38 years old, going 40-plus minutes a game. I thought LeBron's yeah. most effective minutes of the series defensively were spent on Jokic, actually, mm-hmm. as opposed Agreed. to Murray. Agreed. But they can't. Uh, he can't guard Jokic. I agree with you. I think Gordon and... Uh, Porter have an opportunity to have big series here. Gordon, you know, I guess that, they, that, they, that'll be part of the bargain. They can They'll have leave size. Those guys they open. will. And that's going to be tricky for, for Gordon, who needs to avoid the trap of sitting in the corner and not moving. Because if they go and put Kevin Love on him, just run around him. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Love can't. Other, other than Kevin Love. I, Gordon can just run straight around him. He's and a I'm traffic not, cone right now. You, you can check Love's weight. But the Nuggets have 250-pound Aaron Gordon and 280-pound Nikola Jokic. The Heat don't have anybody who's even close to 250. Love sits other at 250. Yeah. Other than Love. Right at 250. There's no idea. Adebayo's a stick. Right. Right? Very very springy shot blocking one. Yes. But, oh, but, no. But yeah. A heck of a shot blocker and a fine defensive player. But he's, he he's can't listed hold at 255. But no, I don't. It I, doesn't look like it. By this time of year, he's yeah. below 250. Yeah. And, you know, even, even if he is, is technically is 280 if he's a pound. Well, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I mean, there's a difference. I believe they actually of, list of Jokic at 285, if I'm it, not mistaken. It's at least yeah, a 40-pound difference massive, between, yeah. uh, between the two. It's a, a complete physical mismatch. Um, would it help the Heat to get Harrow back at some mm-hmm. point in the series? Well, it couldn't hurt. 
and Spolster is a maestro when it comes to well, using the right combinations in the in the right situation. Let's talk but about how I'm that would not look. sure he's going to help him that much. I, I'm really not. He's had a long layoff. Yes, he can keep up his conditioning with a broken hand. Uh, he's physically able to shoot, but you know, Brogdon had a bad elbow in this series, and even without any kind of sleeve, even on the elbow last night, he couldn't shoot straight for the last half of that series. Well, let's take a look at Tyler here and figure out what he could role he could play in this series. How quickly could he play it, and what would it mean for the finals? We'll talk about it next on My Life Sports. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. 